I'm pretty sure the first Simpsons was older than you, but we gonna have yeah. to verify this now because now yeah. I'm curious. You gotta know, gotta know date year. 1989. Yep, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> yeah, it would have been four more years before I graced the world with my presence. Welcome to the What's Up Ready Podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Alec Burgess. Let's get it. And returning after a long hiatus away from us, Casey Ridge. Sorry for the swears. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you tuning in, especially on these live ones. If you're listening active after the fact, we love that too. Uh, go ahead and hit that like, follow, subscribe, bell notification, all those fun buttons so that you can keep up with our episodes um who who's what special group of people should they tell this time about our podcast alec your therapist i love it tell your therapist about us too that'll help us grow the podcast we appreciate it uh we are here live again I, tv's back my friends and uh so not only will we be doing the last of us continuing on that adventure uh but we're here to talk about the amazon original se- second season of the legend of Vox Machina. Um, we left Matson out of this one because that guy would just ruin all the fun of this yeah, show. And we brought in Casey, who... I'm way more fun. Yeah, I mean, obviously way more fun. Much nicer to look at, as well as has a very deep knowledge of Vox Machina. So that's all three of us to do. So I will preface this. We're going to be very careful. I learned my lesson on House of the Dragon. I got in some trouble on comments and emails because whoa yeah we had some people that watched this live and they were like man we you know we know more about the future because you know too much about the future of this and i was like that's true so we're not going to spoil what's coming in the series we're going to keep we can hint at some things keep it subtle but no specifics like i did with the last of us it's difficult but let's stick with the framework of the first three episodes because they do release them in three episode bursts. Uh, there's 12 episodes, so we still got uh, three more sessions to go of this. So we will be doing this three more times with this show. Um, I feel like that was spe- like specifically geared toward me. No, it was me. It's a reminder, and for me because I. No, it sounds allow, like, like you're targeting Casey, actually. For sure, for sure. That? You've already hey, like closeted me. Room. You pulled I just me out you of see the eyes going down closet. Like, <laughs> like hey, Great. she's actually a closet geek. She's really not as cool as she makes herself seem to be. Like, fuck you, oh, dude. Bitch, I am in so much trouble later because of this, Alec. Thanks. I had a great rebuttal. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to walk out of this room and get hurt. Um, no, it really wasn't. It was geared at all of us because you've never done it before on a show that you can ruin. And Alec and I have done it a few times. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so uh, it's more for us nerds and then welcoming you to the nerd party so that you don't make the same mistake that we've made. Um, but let's jump in. I will be honest. Like, I love the Briarwood arc from the show, like the live play. It what it and I don't get me wrong, please do not misunderstand. I thoroughly loved the first season of this show. It's hilarious, it's raunchy, it's irreverent, and it fits perfectly with the story they were trying to tell. But from a live play to to TV like translation, this played better in that first season played better in live play for me, as much as I enjoyed it. This season so far to me is playing better 
here than it did live play. And I think part of that is like the village. You get the dragons. It as cool as it is to vision envision the dragons and see them in the live play. To me, like having it on the TV and you have, you know, the voices and you got the it. I just think it's cool. So I've been really excited to see what they did with the Chroma Conclave. And now seeing them on the screen, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying myself. Yeah, I forgot how violent this show was. <laughs> like, because I haven't seen or watched the first season in quite a bit. And yeah. it kicks off. Like, nope, this is yeah. right back to the blood and gore and violence <laughs> that I fell in love with. Yeah. Um, but you and- know the storyline. Like, how the fuck can you possibly say you couldn't remember the violence? Well, because I was sitting there and all of a sudden there's this guard twitching outside of a bubble with his hand on the glass. <laughs> Slowly it's going based down. on a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Yeah, but where, I forgot like, the whole they point went and the there. reason people fucking play it is to fight. It's well, du- yeah, like but Dungeon this is just over the top violence. And in an animated which show, which I, I love, love, but I forgot that they did that. It I mean, it's me not like, like oh, yeah, it's not like to the that. level of the boys. Well, that's, well, that's fair. because the level of the boys is just to be more shock and awe. Versus this is like if you had a dragon who was breathing acid down on you, this is what would happen. That's fair. So I was like, oh, shoot. They, I was like, yes, I remember now. But I totally forgotten just how violent it was. And when I shot it, it was so happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the violence and then like the the absolute raunchy jokes, like the, you know what I mean? Like just fits our humor like one of the first things is the is scanlan making the ass out of his scanlan <laughs> hand like magic and lanny's gonna be a little bit rough gonna save our lives with some butt stuff and then grog's like it's a good thing these titties were here <laughs> what a great forget yeah i just love that they i'm with you i didn't forget i have been very much looking forward to more mayhem violence and raunchiness but I was excited that they I get excited that they lean into because this is how they are in the freaking live play. Only You know what those titties reminded down. me of though? <laughs> what? Do you rem- did you ever watch the very first Simpsons episode where they had all of those like uh jello mold bullshits where they were everybody in town was carrying around these jello molds? If you haven't Google it, but that's all I could see was the original, very original Simpsons pilot and their jello molds with different shit in it. That's funny. I don't remember that, but it's been decades since I watched the first yourself Simpsons. Deep cut. Shut up. And yet I look like I'm 12. Still get carded at the liquor store. Here's the best part about this case is I don't think Alec was alive when the first episode of Simpsons came out. It's easily not going to happen if it's decades. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure the graphics are terrible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the first Simpsons was older than you, but we're going to have to verify this now because now I'm curious. We got to know, got to know date year 1989. Yep, I wasn't born yet. (laughs) Yeah, it would have been four more years before I graced the world with my presence. Yep. There you go. There you go. The benefits of being old sometimes, dude. I got to see the original series. Actually, I was eight years old, so it all kind of went over my head, but I was alive for it. Um, Case, you had some, I I don't want to say criticisms, but you weren't a fan of this story arc, right? In the live play? 
Man, are we gonna say? Seat. And, uh, I wasn't. A, generally speaking, I was not a fan of the, the first, campaign. first campaign. That's right. Yeah. Um, I hate. Um, I absolutely hate Percy. I hate like live play the show it doesn't matter i hate yeah. percy and so that kind of bleeds over so any arc in this that doesn't target him so usually anything that's not including the briarwoods i prefer over others yeah because i hate him so much it's fair he's got a very hateable face Let's you know even rob didn't like him at the gate <laughs> he is so domineering <laughs> and he has to butt into fucking everything even if it doesn't include him and he's the most nobleman. hateful shit is coming did you just say he was a woman no he's a nobleman well he needs to put his fucking vagina away jesus <laughs> i can were say you, it hang on i was gonna say you were just about to criticize me for thinking i said a woman and then you say <laughs> that how <laughs> back ass words is that shit all right here's the thing I am like a strong, opinionated fucking bully. Well, that's fair. So as that person, yeah, no, he needs to put my vagina away. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, and that's it. We it was always a conflict in our home because I enjoy Percy, but that it has to do with I love Talison, so I enjoy it because he's awkward as balls, and I think that's fantastic. So I love by proxy i love all of his characters um talison grew on me in campaign two yeah in his in as caduceus you didn't as, you, as i say you didn't like him at first but you like caduceus um anyway we're straying see this is Sorry. the problem with because I, no, I, I do no. but at least we're talking about campaign two and not not the shit that happened back to this episode like i'm not gonna lie the first two episodes of this season of the show, I was bored out of my fucking mind. Is that partially though? Cause you couldn't remember. Cause you spent a lot of those first two asking me a lot of questions oh, about, I spent the, like the majority of the first three being confused about like, is this really where that happened? Is this how that yeah. happened? Like I, I, I could not remember, but it's, I think it's more because this, we're into like more serious shit. And so it wasn't mm. as funny as the first. And it was the first two episodes specifically are set up episodes. They're not. Yeah. So it's kind of like you have to work it through the backstory. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Well, and I found it interesting because that was the first two episodes of the first season, maybe even the first three. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. Um, we're introducing these characters as a whole. And so the the raunchy shenanigans and the, the ridiculousness was really on display. And I think that is a big, you know, comparison piece for these two seasons because now we know these characters. We know they're ridiculous. We know they're raunchy, but we know they're fun. And so they didn't have to do that as much. They just jumped right in. And now we're getting backstory. We're getting to see the more intense. And these people trying to actually redeem themselves from the ridiculousness that they are um it, which is which is an interesting take but um yeah i just i do remember like you, we spent a lot of it going did they really take on vorigal 
and she was, did they fight the white dragon at Castle Grayskull? I was like, yeah, it was actually quite a long fight. <laughs> and they almost all died. Like it was, yeah, I mean, it was, she's like, oh, okay. And then go, <laughs> but that was like four or five times. She's like, really? Did that happen here? <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I thought that they're like, is it a keep? What do we call it? Yeah, it's their keep. They can't use the name from the, because in the live play, it was Castle Grayskull, which is, part yeah. of he-man so they can't use it in the show so yeah it's their but yeah it's their keep for some reason i thought that that remained safe like i remember townspeople going there but i don't remember i i could not remember from the live play that that got attacked yeah i just remember them like transporting there so i did remember that part so it technically didn't get destroyed and even in the live play there was some damage to one of the spires but before they leave, they chase off Vorigal. And then before they leave, Pike uses one of her pikey things that, to get uh, a higher being. Uh, my monk has the ability to do this. But like you, you can call on a higher being that you can then employ for a certain amount of gold. And it will. And they have them. They had this being come in to rebuild castle they basically Great have a servant going yeah, back behind like, them cleaning shit up exactly they had a basically had a god come in like a demigod come in and clean up castle grayskull while they teleported to whitestone <laughs> and then it, they came back to it a couple of times throughout the campaign during the the, the yeah. chroma conclave war um yeah. and then we missed the whole there's a whole section in the live play where they there was a skull that they got from a from the original dragon from Grimsight's Brimsight's uh cave that was trying to get it get them like if they destroyed it it would like there was the glowing eyes and it would talk to them like especially grog and it would say if you destroy me i'll grant a wish and so there was this big argument going on about destroying it before vorigal got there but so they left it but it doesn't add any value because eventually it just they forgot the skull was there, but they have this big fight in Percy's freaking basement laboratory. I thought that was the green dragon uh -uh. that had that skull. No, it was in Brimsight's human form house before huh. they went into his cave is where they found it um, as the general Krieg or whatever. Anyway, um, I will say what I am excited for because one of my I, I didn't appreciate it now or before when i was watching it the first few times that i've watched the live play but like the whole storyline with vax and the the matron of ravens um mm -hmm. and and vex and like there to me vex and vax were always the most interesting characters in the campaign because they had so much just together than drama with each different party. They're just all over the place, the two of them. They were the most compelling. Yeah. And, and that I think comes from who they were playing, who they're played by as well. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, Grog's always my favorite character in the whole damn thing, but that's just because he's Grog and Travis is the greatest freaking, he's hilarious. But those two are fun. So I'm really excited to see how they're going to play this whole matron of ravens thing out and i told casey when the third episode ended on that cliffhanger i was like well that's rude i, <laughs> I was like there's some people right now that are like what the f <laughs> and we'll leave that alone but yeah it was interesting interesting end to the episode too i can't wait for the like 
this isn't going to ruin anything. I promise. Like the vestiges and yeah. how if they play it like the live play where you get snippets of backstory as they go throughout, like that I'm looking forward to because we still don't have backstory on, you know, clearly Grog and Pike have a relationship. He always picks her up um, and puts them on his shoulder. And hmm. um, so I, I'm excited for that part the more human moments of them. And I yeah. think that will make up for the seriousness of kind of where it's been headed. Cause it, the comedic shit gets <laughs> less. True. Wild. Less, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's less space for it, so it's not quite as there's still plenty of it. Like oh, I yeah, can't for sure. Like, there's a dragon fight coming that I cannot wait for because but of it how changes, they, right? I mean, fight, it's not yeah. it's not such immature humor. Like it changes yeah. into more adult humor. So it just I'm excited to for that part. Can I, say, I, I can't get over right like uh, when Vorigal's coming to Castle Grayskull, and Vex is like, uh, "Lock the gates." Like that's gonna do anything. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, the next frame, Vorgel just bust through the wall. I was <laughs> dying, and I can't remember, but I hope it happened that way, where Laura Bailey just like spur the moment was like, "Let's lock the gates." Oh, and I'm sure it like, did. Okay, it's a fucking well, dragon. dragon. It can fly. fly. <laughs> Pretty sure, even if it couldn't burn through the gates, it can fucking fly over it. You. <laughs> I was just dying because it's that knee jerk reaction, right? Oh shoot, something's coming. Close the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hurry, that'll keep him out. Like, <laughs> I, I laughed love... way too hard for way too long. Well, and it's it, to me, it's like a connection. Like, I think there's some subtlety to that that people don't realize. You know, um, because that's also a joke. Like, they have such a hard time with doors that they just assume everybody else does. And then there was like a later joke with Grog trying to go into the temple of the Matron of Ravens. He's like shoving on the door. And he's it's like, pool door. it's a pool, buddy. <laughs> and the whole campaign, it was doors. Just every one of them. Well, and you don't get to see them go into, because there's a moment between where they're at, where they go in, go to Vasselheim and they're still in the Cloudtop district while the fight's early on they go see the the group of thieves that Vax used to be a part of. And they have another door that in the campaign just absolutely kicked the shit out of them. And it, like, that was the moment when they're like fucking doors. Like, it's <laughs> so it's just, and it continued through the whole campaign. And I remember Alec, you watching it. Cause you just didn't believe me. Yeah. No, he and didn't I, believe me when I was telling him. And then he's going through the campaign. He's like, what is it with the doors? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that they put in little the little inside jokes, right? So like last mm -hmm. season of the show when uh what's his name? Sam's character. Scanlan. Scanlan, right, when he turns into the dinosaur. <laughs> and he's I'm a triceratops. Yeah. Yeah. Like you hope that they leave those parts in it. And yeah. they do, which is awesome because there are lots of people that wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's There's so much coming that I just cannot wait for that are just subtle little silly things. But So I have a question because I couldn't remember. Yeah. But uh, the moment in kind of when they're fighting Vorigal, right, uh -huh. and Scanlan sends the illusion out. 
Yeah. Was did it fail because it was a bad dice roll? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I thought so because I was like, and then the whole dialogue between back like, am I really that predictable? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Like starting to be predictable? Yeah. Getting there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, that was another moment which had me just dying. I was like, that's got to be a dice roll. Yeah. Um, oh or, yeah. That's or a Matt Mercer learning from his mistakes. <laughs> no. Yeah. It was. It was an absolute. Well, it was a combination of the two because you saw in this episode, like his eyes glowed. Vorgal had magic of his own that allowed him to see through the 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 illusion. But it was an absolute one. Like, <laughs> and that's Sam. Like, and I love it when Sam rolls like shit because a lot of times he'll look like he's rolled real good. He's like one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was an absolute dog shit roll that they saw through it and then yeah it was it was funny it was funny i, I look forward to grog like yeah it, it grog comes in in like some clutch moments and what like that's travis's genius like watching that character have to be dumb when travis is not an unintelligent guy Mm-mm. but watching him play dumb and then he grabs hold of these really smart moments and it's always clutch like the perfect moment to say he something has intelligence to, of like, six, okay yeah or yeah. like to ask questions <laughs> yeah he dumb like <laughs> i was still casey and i'm okay i don't know if it's ruining it's not gonna anything. ruin it it so, won't I got all excited because we were we we were having a hard time remembering like the order in which they get the vestiges and which which dragon they take on first and and all that stuff and so we were kind of rehashing the campaign from the live play and going through it and I had this moment where again there's a dragon fight coming that I cannot wait for mm-hmm. because it has some of the most ridiculous shit that and happens during you see it. it in the preview so i don't think you're gonna ruin it because you see it in the preview oh yeah well when 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 vax and yeah scanlan are talking and they're like we got to get inside that dragon and he's like not through its mouth that's a mouthful of ass and he goes nope the not other way babe. yeah in that same moment there's a there's a piece of that fight where grog actually gets his intelligence goes up for a reason and i'm gonna leave it at that and i'm hoping that they have some sort of like like throwaway line or something that any because it's one of the funniest moments in the live in the live play of the whole of campaign one and next week when we do this and talk about it i if it's on the, the that set of episodes i will completely explain that moment i don't want to ruin what happens to grog to make him smarter but yeah i'm with i'm with casey like especially because we're starting to see the sword from what's his face mm-hmm. that's and we get to see how stupid grog really is feed me i'm hungry I'm, i am hungry <laughs> like, <laughs> <it> just <laughs> he's so dumb but to your point in case and i've had many conversations about this travis willingham is not i mean this guy's the ceo of their company there's a reason he's the ceo he's smart and he also has a way of getting like he's very charismatic so he's good at doing the right things and so he watching him play dungeons and dragons on the live play is some of my favorite because you can sit and watch him when he's not doing anything you can see him scheming how can i make this how can i do this what can i do here to actually elevate the players around him and grog's the same way and they've played him that way in this show he's just this big dumb oaf but at times he has these moments where he elevates the team 
because of who he is and the fact that it so it's I'm looking forward to how they're going to play out with that damn sword and and show it throughout because there's a lot of cool stuff coming with Grog. Well, and you get to see like if you watch if you watch the live what are you calling it the live action the live play the live play um as Grog like he asks questions and mm. because Grog <laughs> is stupid and so he plays into he'll see everybody not going the right way like they're missing information they're not they're not getting it and then he'll ask questions and it completely turns around where they go or what they do so like as a support character i don't know that there's a better one Mm -mm. no he's great absolutely phenomenal and then the bidet joke yeah (laughs) (laughs) i do wish that they had explained like i wish they had explained the beard Yes, because him getting like what he had, what he had to do to get the beard in the light plate, like he had to roll and get so much for him to grow a beard. And you don't know it's because his race doesn't have facial hair. But watching like the funniness of the shit coming that happens about the beard. I'm excited for that. I'm just glad that they put the beard in there. Cause you're right. Like he talked and again, there's, there's a lot of things that they can't go down the complete and total road because then they have to give like the race, like you're talking about is owned by wizards of the coast yeah. technically. So they can't throw in that. He's a, uh, the way, the type of barbarian that he is, they can't use that sure. because it's not, it's part of the open license, but at the same time, it's not. They'd have to pay, right? Yeah. Have because to pay it's or give specific. away royalties or yeah. And yeah, Casey's right. They don't, his whole race doesn't grow hair at all. And so he's always, and he gets this belt, <laughs> but he has to roll for the beard. And I love the joke because they were fighting those fish people and the one like cut off half the beard. That was an act. I don't remember if you remember, Alec, but that was a prank. Because the other thing that you haven't seen, they showed it in the first season, but I, I'm sure they're going to leave it alone to a certain degree. But Vax and him, you were to always be pulling pranks on each other. Ball mm-hmm. tag. Yeah. They <laughs> always that, nut that was a Vax and... prank. Like he he shaved off half of his beard while he was sleeping. Yeah. Travis rolls for it, finally gets the beard. Grog gets super excited, goes to sleep. And Vax immediately shaves half the fucking thing off. <laughs> and, and Travis was so pissed because he's like, I'll never roll it again. And so when he wakes up, like, and even Matt was like, that's cold blooded. <laughs> that is messed up. So I loved that they had that moment without it being that moment. Cause it's mm-hmm. hard to, you got to take time in a show like that to put that in there. But when it goes, cuts halfway off and he's like, don't mess with the beard. <laughs> it was so great. So great. I was hoping it was going to come in the translucent fishing line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have made me chuckle. That would have. <laughs> I will say there is there is something which I'm sure is going to make it into the show, and I'm dreading it. Keyleth drunk. Oh, yeah. I. Well, we've already seen in the preview the whole hallucination piece. Yeah. I know so... it's coming because the preview alludes to it. And that. That live play episode almost turned me off. Yeah, she gets a little. I, there I almost that, turned it off and didn't go back. It was I was that annoyed. I'm sure they'll play it down. They showed her drunk in the first season, 
and then it was only like two seconds and they moved on and i the the hallucination piece is a whole different thing that you see in the trailer mm-hmm. that's I'm pretty sure that happens when they go to the fey realm i'm just looking forward to the to because matt mercer does like the sounds of trinket like all the bear sounds and shit but there's a special guest appearance that's coming in to play trinket during that moment to voice <laughs> trinket i'm not gonna say who it is don't look it up just let it be and see if you can guess because i am excited for who's gonna be do- voicing trinket the that's bear some bullshit right I there know, i know i'll tell you offline i don't want to ruin it for anybody watching or listening and i'm excited to see if anybody shoot us an email host what's if you figure it out don't cheat yeah, don't look it up it. cheating's lame. we have talked a lot about like what's coming we haven't spent very much time talking about what did and i think uh, yeah well, that's, that's not true. the important stuff is that, because know, right? setup, like, is that because it's set up episodes like were you as bored with the first few as i was bored might be the wrong no yeah i mean bored is probably the right word for me i really enjoyed it because the way that i looked at it was almost their first season that was like a pilot season. Yeah. Right. Where you could come in and start to finish. They had the Briarwood arc and standalone. It was amazing. This, it starts being like, you know, the second kind of, oh, there's a lot of story before and a lot of story after, and we're expanding the world. So to see like you know, the Chroma Conclave come in and now you get to move outside of Tal'Dorei to go to, all these different places and you start to realize how big of a world Matt Mercer built. Mm-hmm. So I was going, Oh cool. They're starting to get into mm-hmm. the fun stuff. And that's just cause I love world building. So I wasn't necessarily like, I knew there were setup episodes, but I wasn't, I'll use your word. I wasn't bored by it at all. Um, just because it was for me, I was like, okay, now we're getting to see a little bit bigger of this world um, and all that cool stuff that goes along with it. And I'll say this. I wasn't bored. I had a great time. Casey can attest. I was over there giggling and shit. My problem with, and this was the same for me with the first season. It's not even a problem. It's, it's a, it's a point of view that I, that I think all three of us probably come with, with a certain degree. And that is, we know the story. We know how most of this is going to play out. So I start watching it. And as much fun as I'm having in the moment, I also in my brain am thinking about what's coming and so I get just as excited about what's going to happen as is what's happening. That's I wish we had someone. I wish Matson would watch it, but I know he wouldn't enjoy it. That doesn't but I, know the story. Yeah, I wish we had someone that doesn't know the story. It's kind of like Alec having you on for Last of Us, and even Matson to a degree because he doesn't remember. But like the excitement, like that, in that perspective that you bring on something that you've never seen before, or just snippets of that probably didn't really matter, or you don't remember at all. Like that perspective to me is very interesting because I think I'm, I'd be, I would love to hear from someone that. So if you guys are out there and you want to jump on an episode, hit us up. I was going to say, like, what I'm hearing is a contest for one well, of I'm your watchers you. to join in. Yeah. Or, or, or if you don't want to be on the episode, I'm fine with that, too. It's a new thing. But shoot us an email. Throw us a message. Again, host of what's our verdict.com or host of words. Yeah. What's our verdict.com. You can get on what's our verdict.com. Leave a message there. But tell us, like, kind of your thoughts on because I'm tainted and I know because I know what's coming. And so no matter how good the episode is, hell, no matter how good this season is, I always end up talking about how this season ends and not just the season, but like 
way far in the future about the campaign. In fact, Casey and I were talking, I was like, I wonder how they're going to pull some of that off because there's going to be some rights issues that come along later on in the show or in the story if they get that far, right? So I always have that viewpoint. So again, I don't think I was bored per se. I just think I'm always kind of part of me is looking forward to what else is coming. And especially in these early early episodes, because the early episodes, there's still some buildup, right? There's still some introduction because there is such new stuff. Alec, like you talked about we're going not we're not just in Whitestone with a couple of pop-ins to Taldore. We're in Vasselheim. They're talking about going to the Fey Realm. They're talking about I mean, we're talking about some serious moving around, and they move around a lot in this part of the campaign to go get those vestiges of divergence. Uh, the different yeah, weapons and armor. realms like it's not yeah it now opens up to not just one world it's worlds upon worlds upon worlds right in but, different planes yeah your planes of existence you're in different worlds you're different continents it's crazy the places they go and it's, it's kind of like a comparison between like the golden compass or what i don't remember that show right where all of these worlds are opened up to each other that they can move in and out of i don't know yeah. if you suffered from it, but like I know I always I have my favorite little moments. And so as the story goes, comparing live play to the show, I keep looking for those little moments. Like I I was looking for Vax to shave off the beard and then it <laughs> didn't do. happen. And so I'm I'm going to have to control my disappointment when my favorite little moments from live play don't make it into the show. And I don't think I thought about that until you just said that. Yeah. What I did, it was interesting. And so Scanlan starts to go through some stuff. You see that in these episodes. Mm -hmm. And he starts to voice like some discouragement. I caught it before JJ did. So like mm -hmm. we were watching it. <laughs> and he said something really early on. And I don't even think it was in the third episode. I think it was in the second episode. It was in the first that you oh. caught it. And I was like, oh, that was it. That came early. And then he didn't catch it until, was it the third episode? When you're like, oh, that's mm. starting kind of early. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't hear me say that like 20 minutes ago? No, yeah, it was it was late in the second. He kind of has this moment where they're all kind of looking out over something. And he like, I think they're in Whitestone. And he starts talking about running away and this, that, and the other. And I was like, oh, they're laying some groundwork early. Um, yeah. For Spoilers! Yeah, that's I'm just gonna that's I mean, as far as I'll go. There's there's pay attention to Scanlan because there's some groundwork being laid for some future elements yeah. of his story, which are for Scanlan some of the best storytelling in the whole campaign, in the whole live play. It it ends up in a part of which might be season three that I'm not a fan of, but it, it does it's great for Scanlan. And I didn't Casey's right, I didn't catch it early on, and it's not that early in the campaign. It doesn't no, happen it doesn't. until way later. And maybe it does and you don't realize it. That could be true. Because Sam's he, a genius, that's why. And I understand, yeah, he, yeah. I understand what's coming and so I know what's driving it. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that I'm allowed to say that. I'm going to. What's coming? No, like what's driving. Yeah, don't say what's driving. Yeah. But there's also someone in this episode and this, I can say this because they showed it in the episode. I'm not going to say what you missed or who that person was, but there was someone that runs into Scanlan in one of these three episodes 
that will come up in the future uh, because they've changed a certain storyline that you don't, there's a bunch of information that those of us that know the campaign, you don't find out until way later in the campaign that they've introduced right now. I think it was in the early on of the end of episode one or early in episode two, there's a person that shows up, looks at Scanlan and then you don't, they leave, don't say anything. And then they leave. That person will be a big impact to this season. I'm assuming there's just a look on their face. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, and, and Scanlan does say something that was weird. And mm-hmm. then they move on, but like that will come into play. So that's a big deal, but they did show that. So they're really laying, they're getting, that's one. And I think that's the other piece about, I mean, there's what, 130 episodes of the live play at yeah. four to five hours of whack. So the amount of content and information is just not feasible in a show. That's one thing that impresses me about this show, and even more so this season, is how they can keep it as entertaining as they are, still cover so much information, and then they're able to pull out the relevant bits. And now they're starting to do some foreshadowing that they didn't do necessarily as obviously in the live play, but the show allows for it. So they're doing a really great job, especially this season so far, of finding the relevant pieces to these characters in the story to allow you to be interested. And that's why I want to find out from someone that isn't, has never seen the live play, doesn't know the story. How is this playing to someone that doesn't know? Cause Casey and I, now we catch shit and I'm like, Oh, that's genius. So I'm just curious, like what it would be like to, I wish I could go and undo all the information I have, but I say that almost everything that we watch. So <laughs> you really do. <laughs> Well, and we were having this conversation. I think I've now had it with both of you. I'm curious to see, like, I don't know, just talking about how much story they have left. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Uh, I I can't even imagine how far into that story we can get in season two, let alone where do you stop? Where do you transition? Because they're, we're into a big bulk of vestige so like just looking for vestiges vestiges mm-hmm. come with backstory there's fights along the way there's different things that take a lot of time that are important to the story and so it's gonna be i'm trying to wrap my head around how do you fit all that in really i, I mean they're guaranteed what this season and then next they've already signed on for yeah, they're greenlit for a third season, but they haven't gone any further than that. I'm sure Amazon's waiting to see what this season does before so, they commit to anything yeah. further. So it's going to be interesting because it's almost like it, it's the same as every TV show that starts, right? They start out, you you almost have to plan for wrapping it up in a certain amount of episodes just in case you don't get another. And so I hope that as they move through the story that that doesn't play such a role that they start cutting some really yeah. like interesting things or they don't start forcing story into a shorter amount of time to allow for or t- because they don't have a guaranteed like we don't know if we're going to have a fourth or a fifth or whatever and so let's let's compress all of the information down yeah the one good news is is uh sam regal tweeted out today an image from amazon that the show is number one in America right now on it. Good. Fantastic. So it's the number one streamed thing in America, which makes me just really happy. Um, But I'm with you, Casey. There's so much coming just in the Chroma Conclave arc that I'm like, if they're planning on ending it 
with season two. Ooh, that's there's a lot no to way. cover in nine there's, more yeah, episodes. You know what no, I mean? No like, there, there's a ton, but then I also don't know how much value. Like I think about it from a viewer that doesn't know what's coming, right? Like if I put myself in that position to say, I don't know what's coming, let's pretend. Okay. At the if we end the chrome the season two in the middle of the chroma conclave battle, there's no payoff, right? Or we don't get to any kind of resolution. I don't know. I don't love seasons that end on huge cliffhangers that gotta wait a year, right? So I worry about not finishing the Chroma Conclave arc. And there's still going to be a cliffhanger. Like, even if they ended the Chroma Conclave proper, right? There's still enough cliffhanger from the stories that they could tell along the way of getting the vestiges that I think you could still have somewhat of a cliffhanger and keep the interest peaked. But I personally hope that they have found a way to complete the main chroma conclave story before the end by the end of season two but do you think the only way that they could do that is to separate the vestiges and do the vestiges in a season three no i think what they could do is there's some vestiges that they never actually used in the campaign that they'll just give that that i don't know that they need for context and for storyline like there's two or three of them that came that became more useful in later arcs that they they didn't really do anything during the chroma conclave story there's only like three vestiges that make a difference in this storyline at least through the the and i'm sure that'll change because they have some creative license and it's kind of pointless if we're chasing these vestiges and don't actually use because isn't it just grog pike vax that use the vestiges during the chroma conclave no scanlan does Mm. but that's yeah that's it (laughs) So there's, I think there's room to cut back on the 12 vestiges that they go and get. It's, it's not that many, but it's, there's a lot um, that they go and get to, in order to go and fight the dragon. So I think there's some room to pare back how many vestiges they go get, which would eliminate a third of the campaign storyline. So. All right, we've been talking about this for a long time. Uh, let's wrap it up. Final thoughts real quick on the first three episodes. Just real brief, what were your thoughts? What are you looking forward to with the next three? Alec, you first. I am excited. Um, <laughs> I am excited to see where they go. I love the storytelling. I absolutely love the cast. What Matt Mercer has created is beyond anything I think you can really comprehend um just amazing and so i am really excited to see where they go for me since i got into this a lot later than you guys the actual Mm. storyline doesn't hold as much concern i would Mm. say um so i'm less concerned about them kind of sticking to where they went in the live play and just watching as they get to like kind of like unfold Mm. um into a new medium so i'm just excited to see where they go with it for example i would love if they just like you know said okay we're going to give up on vestiges after one or two and just Mm. went entirely turned left um but i'm just excited to see what they do love the show love that you made me watch it first time around jj (laughs) um but yeah it's it's great love it casey what about you i'm excited to see where they go um i will say like i i'm not a cartoon person but this is 
one of the few cartoons that I enjoy. Like that's they've done really, really well with it. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. I really episode three and beyond, I think will be great. I just had to make it through the setup episodes. So I expect the next time it will be, I'll have a lot more fun with it. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a lot. I'm kind of with like both of you. Like, I think there were some things that I'm like, man, it's always a struggle. The first couple, cause you got to get the story line set. Um, excuse me and then but i also am just completely stoked with where they're going the other the last thing that i want to talk about that we didn't really talk about is and i get why they're able to do it but the voice cast that these guys put together is absolutely astounding and i know like it's funny like i'll start dropping names like we the the main uh and i cannot think of it thordak the dragon when he started talking, I almost instantly went, holy shit, that's Lance Reddick. Because, like, I know video games and I know these animations, and so I know these voices so well that in case he's like, who? And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I, You know, it's the nerd really comes out when we're doing it. And so, again, these guys are top of their game in voice acting, so they're able to pull some of these people. But it's just amazing to hear. And there's some major, some more major players coming with these future episodes and so i get excited to see if i can pick out who's playing what character the voice that's there but i'm just excited for all of the stuff that's still to come and i we talk about how it can be distracting because we know what's coming but at the same time because i know what's coming i can never let go of the excitement that i have for this show because i also love that it introduces there are people that can never sit down and watch the live play of Critical Role. It's just not for everyone, right? It's it, Even I have a hard time sometimes. We watch every, almost every episode. We've watched every episode they've ever made with the exception of one shot. And sometimes and, we're like... And also, yeah. like, it was binging, and that, that was all that was on the TV for months. Months with her catching up. Yeah, it was a lot, and it is a lot. So I love that this medium is providing people the ability to see these stories and see these characters that are just genius and introducing them to this world that I fell in love with years ago. So I, I think that's my favorite part, but I'm stoked. I can't wait. I wish there were more than nine more episodes. Like, I, I'm like, oh, no, there's only four more sessions and only nine more episodes. That's not <laughs> it's not fair. I want more. So I'm excited. Um and looking forward, and we'll see you guys next week uh, to talk more about The Legend of Vox Machina Season 2. Um, and before we hop off, Alec, tell everybody where they can find us. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Thank you for <laughs> tuning in to our review of the first three episodes of Season 2 of the incredible show, The Legend of Vox Machina. Special thanks to Casey for agreeing to fill in for Matson as he is in timeout for his poor reviews of the past. <laughs> You are all welcome to vote to make the change permanent if you would like. Not yeah. that I condone such actions, but if you were to send, I don't know, an email to us at hosts at what's our .com, well, nobody could be blamed for instigating the replacement. In addition to having our own email address, because we're a big grown-up podcast, you are able to find us wherever you consume podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, Ghana, or YouTube. Smash that like button and share so we can help JJ live out his dream of meeting the Critical Role cast. 
to help fund this stream, check us out on Patreon, where every dollar earned goes towards getting mats and fixed. Special thanks uh, to our current patron, Ginger Appreciation Society. The What's Our Verdict podcast is made possible by viewers like you. Last announcement is we had a very successful live stream from the one and only JJ playing through The Last of Us to go with the show that is currently being released on HBO. So be sure to tune in for that and turn on your notifications so you don't miss out on any content. Now, without further ado, I will send it back to the big fellow, the Wally of Wallop, JJ. <laughs> oh, dude, it's starting to become my favorite part of the podcast, too. Just so you know. That was just my favorite part of the podcast. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Uh, it's great. I look forward to the jokes every time. Um, yeah, live play. That's coming. Not this Tuesday, though, because I'm in Dallas this Tuesday. We're still doing the live Monday, tomorrow. Um, but we won't. I won't be playing the game, but I'll be back the week after. So do come check us out. Uh, with that, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Whoa. Hasta la vista, baby. Send the magic out. <laughs> <laughs>